This podcast contains material that some listeners may find objectionable. It may contain graphic descriptions of atrocities committed during the 1937 Nanking Massacre in China. Welcome back to the Undaunted Women of Nanking, the wartime diaries of Minnie Votrin and Sen Shui Fan. On this episode, the women make efforts at mass vaccination and meet resistance from the refugees. We begin with Minnie's diary of Thursday, February 24th, 1938. Bright, clear days continue. Our refugees are busy each morning washing clothes and heads. What a blessing they have water, plenty of it. This morning, four girls came in from the country disguised as old women. They have been hiding in a fuel stack for weeks. They are nice looking, strong girls, but so sad. By afternoon, they were washed and clean-looking and went to the afternoon meeting. What were their thoughts as they sat in that meeting? At 11 o'clock, Jay McGee and Mr. Forster and the four pastors who have been coming so regularly to preach were over for a conference and for dinner. And what a good dinner it was. Chicken, sweet vinegar fish, and shrimp. The men are willing to continue. We are going to try to have a big meeting each day in the chapel, and those women who desire can come to each meeting. We'll follow the life of Christ until Holy Week. This evening we planned a statement of costs of refugees through February and a budget for March. Broadcast is furnished us almost every day by Mr. McGee and Mr. Forster. No electric light yet in our district, so we have no radio. This afternoon, a little boy came to see me, whose father, mother, and maternal grandmother and babysitter were all killed by Japanese soldiers. He saw them all killed. He and a blind woman have heard of the Jinling refugee camp, came here. The father was a rickshaw man. Also this morning, a woman refugee came from the university to see if I could help her secure the release of her husband, who was taken on December 13th. She is a poor countrywoman and has three little children dependent on her. Her brother was stabbed on the same day, I believe. She thinks her husband is in Xiaguan. Now Sen's Diary of February 24th. The Bible classes began. There are over 600 students. I cannot help them with the classes because I have to go out for Trinum to distribute milk powder and fish liver oil. Perhaps Miss Voltron would help with the classes. Also, there are services every afternoon, 200 attendees each time. We want to check several friends' houses, yet we do not have cars and Mrs. Twinham's car has already been taken away by the Japanese soldiers. If we had her car, it would be more convenient for us to go places. 
Now each car flies American flag. Otherwise, the car would be looted by the Japanese soldiers when they spot it on the street. At first, even flying the American flag did not do much good, unless there were Americans in the car. Now the situation is improving some. The Japanese took away a large number of cars. So many cars, trucks, and buses in Nanking disappeared. All the vehicles which the Japanese are using now belong to people from Nanking. The Japanese also took some to Wuhu. Friday, February twenty-fifth, from Minnie's diary. Warm weather continues. Spring bulbs peeping through. Welcome the spring is in bloom in protected parts of the garden. Spent morning trying to work out new plans for camp. It is slow work, for we are so limited in staff. Vaccination began at two with babies and lasted until five twenty. Vaccinated a total of one thousand one hundred seventeen. Doctor Brady came with three helpers. Place between the two south dormitories out in the sunshine. Shall we force all to be vaccinated? At three p.m., attended a meeting of Christian workers of city, held over in hospital chapel. Episcopalians had five men and three women evangelistic workers present. A fine showing compared with other missions. All agreed that this is a time of great opportunity, and that many are eager and earnest. Unfortunately, some churches have no pastors in the city. Mr. Mills says that the city seems quieter. Mosuo Road is now becoming a market street. The regular business streets have not yet opened up. It will take a long time, since so many shops are utterly destroyed. As I was going to the meeting this afternoon, I passed the Onway burial ground. There, I saw men belonging to the Swastika Society still busy burying unclaimed bodies, wrapped in matting and placed or dragged into the trenches. The odor was so bad that the men now have to wear masks. Most of these bodies go back to the first days of occupation. The same day from the diary of Sen Shui Fan. There is one thing that I have to record. Although we are in this kind of peril and suffering, we gather together to pray at seven o'clock every morning. We cannot help thanking God's blessing. In our daily prayer, we thank God for having our Western friends here. First, we pray for our nation. Besides God, who can rescue us from danger? Who can save our nation? Although we have the Americans to help in relief work, it's God's power. This time, these Westerners have helped us a lot. If Jingling does not have us there to help, it would have been looted until nothing was left. If Miss Volchun was not there, it would not work either. It's very commendable that they are willing to sacrifice themselves. Now, under the circumstances, if the Chinese did not loot things, it would be impossible to get through each day. Life is difficult. We have to make efforts ourselves. Today, another child died.
Saturday, February 26th, from the Diary of Minnie Votrin. Beautiful spring weather continues. Bulbs are pushing their leaves through the soil, and more birds are visiting us in the early morning. Gardeners planted daffodils today, and continue to transplant trees and shrubs. It seems strange to have one part of our existence so normal, while another phase of it is so upset and unnatural. Spent the morning getting data for a radiogram to New York. How can we get estimates of cost of putting buildings into good condition when there is no contractor in the city, and the only architect we know, Mr. Gee, is so busy with refugee work that we cannot bear to ask him? How can we estimate personal losses when we have no idea what was in trunks or chests of drawers? At any rate, the loss of Jinling College is so small that it seems almost ludicrous to send it in. Vaccinations continue today, with more than 700 in line. Mary is ill with a heavy cold and fever. Three neighborhood boys went with me to the west of the campus. They are as glad to go as I was to have them. It was mutual protection. We saw some of the huge dugouts which political organizations had made at high costs in the hills to the west of our campus. What a wasteful thing war is. Two months food for a helmet and a good-sized primary school for the cost of a dugout is used for a few months. We saw a number of poor houses that had been looted and several politically owned houses that were looted of all doors and windows and floors. In some cases, all but the roofs were gone. This type of looting was done by the common people after the Japanese led the way. The neighborhood people are very friendly. Several Japanese visitors this afternoon when I went out, newspaper men who are not unfriendly. We conclude with Sen's diary of Saturday, February 26th. This afternoon, vaccinations for chickenpox were given to over 800 people. They continue tomorrow. The weather is good, and many people participated. It can only be administered in the yard, and the order is very good. In some places, people refused to be vaccinated, and the doctors had to stand at the gate to keep people from going out. There's no other way to enforce vaccination on adults, because the Chinese believe that only children need to be vaccinated, not adults. These people are not educated, and those of us here have to lecture them about the vaccination beforehand. On our next episode, we hear the final entries from the wartime diaries and begin to consider the aftermath for both Nanking and its protectors. Thanks for listening.